to us in such a mighty way that God your presence and anointing would flow in this place and God you would make our hearts ready you would make our minds sharp Father I thank you for it in Jesus name and everybody said amen and amen give the Lord a hand clap tonight amen Man, be seated if you would, just for a moment. And uh, I'm, I know that uh, the worship team is getting ready to come off, but I, I want to wait and I want to start until uh, everybody's here tonight because uh, we're going to do something just a little different than than we uh, than we are than we normally do. So uh, I want to do two things before I start preaching. One is I want to encourage you guys. Uh, I don't know why, but here, now, now, nobody loves technology more than me. I love technology. I think technology has allowed us to reach more people, do more things than we ever have and could have done. I mean, I, I've often, could you imagine if Paul had a laptop? I mean, could you imagine if he had had an iPad Pro? I mean, could you imagine the books he could have written uh, had he had the technology that we have? And I love technology. But here about six months ago, uh, I, I don't know why, but I got real hungry to start really reading and carrying my my Bible again. And uh, I've always carried it with me, but I, I, a lot of times I would read on my phone or read on my iPad, and, and I don't know why, but I felt like the Spirit of the Lord just kept drawing me back to the Word of God. And, you, and, and I just kept hearing this, you've got to fall in love with the Word of God again. And I just, uh, when I'm on the road and I'm by myself, I sleep with this thing. I, uh, I hold it tear near my chest when I get scared. I, I, I can't explain it to you. I can't do that with an iPad. But I can do it with the Bible. And the Word, it, the word in itself is powerful. And the Word in your mouth is even more powerful. So I want to encourage you, Lighthouse members... Start carrying your hard copy Bible again. And start carrying it to work. Start carrying it to, uh, to, to your job. Start carrying it to places and, and begin to just grab a hold of it every time you need something fresh. It's there. Amen. And so we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. I'd like everybody to stand back up on your feet if you got a Bible. If you don't have a Bible tonight, I'm going to give you a pass. But any time I'm preaching, do me a favor, bring a hard copy. Because we're going to do something significant every time that we do it. I want you to hold up your Bible or your tablet or whatever your device is tonight that would have your Word of God, your phone, whatever you got your, your whatever you've got the Word of God in. This is what I want you to say. This is my Bible, and I want you to confess this with me. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I have what it says I have. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. Oh, come on. Give the Lord a hand clap for His Word. Come on. I said give the Lord a hand clap for His Word. 
Come on, now listen, for those of you that are under, under popular belief, that was John Osteen's prayer, not Joe. John started that many, many years ago, and I say we start bringing it back. This is my Bible. Come on, it is what, it, come on, I have what it says I have. Come on, I am what it says I am. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the devil is, come on, doing in my life, the Word of God, come on, is powerful in my life. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight if you would. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God is so good and faithful. I'm so glad you're here tonight. And I am excited about what God is getting ready to do in this place. Yes, sir. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, I was, that's the Lord, man. That is the Lord. I believe that with all my heart. Well, are you ready tonight to receive the word? Amen. I want to uh, instruct you in a couple of areas. And uh, tonight, I believe, uh, I want to share with you a couple of things. Um, I believe that this church is on getting ready to go up a major season of advancement and acceleration quickly. I believe God is about to bring this church to a whole new level. But one of the things that I feel like, and I've been praying about our church a lot. And uh, one of the things that I really believe that we have lost as Lighthouse Ministry Center, and I believe we've lost as the body of Christ as a whole, is the spirit of expectation. And uh, I think that we, uh, I think a long time ago, this church was vibrant in expectation. We were believing, every family was believing God for big things. And somewhere along the way, I don't know how it happens, but the devil's really good at making us lose our expectation. I was in prayer today, and uh, I want I want you guys to start doing something as as a church. Start bringing a notebook, a pen, and a piece of paper, or your or your tablet, or whatever you take notes on, and start taking notes. And I'm going to tell you why. Bring me up to my first point. I was in prayer, and I heard the Lord speak this to me. And uh, this this is what I want you not to forget to be learners in the midst of manifestation. I believe that our church, we are a manifestation church. We're a, we're a church that believes in the Spirit of God, the moving of the Spirit of God. We are a church that believes in the power of God and the anointing of God. We've seen people delivered healed. We've seen people, blind eyes open here. We've seen, I mean, we've seen some great miraculous things in our church. But one of the things that we've got to worry about, and I believe we've got to caution ourselves, being a manifestation church is this. Wisdom and revelation create manifestation. Now listen to me. We can do a lot of things with the Spirit of God, but you won't do anything until revelation and wisdom show up. The Bible said Jesus preached and taught the Word of God, then signs and wonders followed. Come on, listen to me now. Let me say that again. Jesus preached and taught the Word of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke that Jesus went about teaching and preaching the Word of God, and then He healed the sick. How many know you're not going to get anything until the Word of God becomes sharp, fresh, and powerful in your life? Be a manifestation church, but man, love when God speaks to you. If God speaks to you, have enough audacity to write it down somewhere and know where you can get to it. Oh man, come on now. Help me, I'm preaching a lot better than you're responding already tonight. Come on, how many know you got to be a learner in the kingdom of God? So I want to talk to you guys about the spirit of expectation. I'm going to give you the definition of expectation. And if you have it, uh, if you got you, whatever your device is, I want you to write this down. Expectation means this, to attentively look, look forward with your neck stretched out and your head thrusted forward. It also means some intense focus. Something that has captured your attention and become the point of your obsession. 
How many of you have been? How, how many of you have not been obsessed about some miracles lately? How many know you could you could be obsessed about some things? You could be more intensely focused on some things. And I believe that there's been a spirit of drought that has hit our church. But I heard the Lord say, "I'm about to bring back a spirit of expectation." They're going to start believing that I'm getting ready to do some things that they're believing me for. There's some families that are going to be saved. There's some financial miracles that are going to be loosed. There's going to be some healing in some bodies. The devil is about to back up because God's about to raise a people up in this house that's about to have an expectation that God's about to do something that he hadn't done in a long time. But we got some people tonight that can just stir up in your spirit and say, God, give me a spirit of expectation. Give me a spirit of healing. Give me a spirit of God is about to do something. Oh, I feel something rising up in this place. I feel a spirit of expectation. Mm. Come on, how many know it's time we get obsessed about some things? We get obsessed about some healings. We get obsessed about some deliverance. We get obsessed about church growth. We get obsessed about God answering prayers. We start getting obsessed because God has got some things for us in the kingdom. Listen to me now. This is important. Notice what it says here. It says that your eyes and your neck are stretched out forward. You are intensely focused. Let me ask you a question. When is the, when is the last time that you can recall that you were intensely, in, just intentionally, so insanely focused that you wanted something so bad from God, you were not going to give up until you got it? For some of us in this room, it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, I'm, listen, I'm telling you, I, I heard the voice of God. Listen to me. We've got to get that spirit of expectation back in our hearts. We've got to begin to believe God again. We've got to, and now listen to me. I, now listen to me. Now I, I want to be real clear. I'm not, I'm not putting you down. I'm telling you what, it's been a great year for 2018 in this church. You guys are great, man. You, you've got some anointing. You've got some blessings. You've got some stuff. But how many know there's some stuff that I left in 2018 that I wish I could have back and I need it back in 2019 and the devil's not going to take it from me this year. The devil's not going to keep it from me this year. He's not going to keep it out of my hands this year. The devil stole some stuff. Come on, but how many know he's put his hands on your stuff for the last time? I, I feel a spirit of expectation rising back up and God is about to move. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. You ought to give God a praise in this house and let the devil know you can have everything but you can't have my expectation. Hmm? So, here's, so here's some things that the Lord began to speak to me about this. Number one, you need to expect God to change things drastically. Listen, I am not, I am not expecting God to do something five months from now. I'm not expecting God to do something a year from now. I'm expecting God to move right now. I'm expecting God to save some souls right now. I'm expecting God to bring some financial blessing right now. I'm expecting God to change my life right now. I'm expecting the pain to leave my body right now. I'm expecting, come on, the devil's lies to disintegrate right now. I'm expecting God to move in a way he's never moved right now. I wish somebody would let the devil know God's about to move drastically in my life. Oh man, look at Proverbs 4.25 with me if you got your Bibles. Look at Proverbs 4.25. I love it. He says, let thine eyes look right on. Oh, come on now. Look right on it. Get focused. Get obsessed that God's about to do something big in your life. And let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Let me tell you what that's meaning. Don't you dare look to the left. Don't you dare look to the right. That healing is yours. That deliverance is yours. That blessing is yours. Five new families are ours before 2019 is 
over. I dare somebody to get some expectation and believe God. Oh man, I, I feel it in the atmosphere. I feel something shifting tonight. I feel something breaking tonight. Mm. Listen, we I know what it's like, man. One, answer, one unanswered prayer is not so bad. Two, unanswered prayer, it's a little more difficult. Three, you start wondering if God's even listening to you. I know what it's like. It's a fight of faith, man. It's not easy living this life of faith. You gotta take some listen, you gotta believe God for something when nothing is there. Huh? You gotta believe God to heal your body when your back's still hurting. You gotta believe God to heal family members when they're still showing up sick. And I'm gonna tell you right now, we we've got this. I, I believe the devil has done this to this church especially. I believe that God is numb to your feelings so bad that you think that if you don't get it right when you think that it's not gonna happen. But I got news for you. God is about to show up and do it again. There's some faint listen. What if it didn't happen in 2018? Praise God. We're gonna believe God that'll do it in 2019. What if it don't happen in 2019? We'll believe God will do it in 2020, but we're not going to give up on our spirit of expectation. Mm. Come on, look at look look at that word. Let thine eyes look right on it. Find what you want and go after it. Huh? Find what you want. You want more money? Go after it. You, you, you want more wisdom? You want more sermons? Go after it. You want healing in your body? Go after it. But get an expectation that my God is about to do it. My God is about to do it. You want your marriage restored? Tell the devil, I'm not giving up until my marriage is 110%. I'm not giving up. Well, what? It, it's just looking worse. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it sounds like. you got to get a determination. Then get your eyes right on it and don't turn to the left or the right. Hmm? Oh man, it's looking worse than it ever has. Praise God. That means something's working. Something's working. The devil's agitated because he's fighting you that much harder. And any, there's any moment God's going to deliver your body completely. Any moment God's going to heal every bone and vertebrae in your body. I dare somebody to believe and get some expectation. Hmm? Oh man, all right, you ready to go? Here we go. Watch this, number two. You need to expect that our church is going to grow. I'll tell you what, guys. I think that we've gotten so used to the way that it is, we just don't think God can do anything else. <laughs> oh, come on. We're so used to our 50-member church, 65-member church, that, that I, I think that we've gotten to the place that we just think this is all that's ever going to be. I'll tell you right now, your expectation's wrong. You gotta change your expectation. Watch this. First Samuel 2:26. I love this verse. Watch what it says here. It says, And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. Let me tell you something. I believe Lighthouse has had favor with God. But I'll tell you what we haven't had. We haven't had favor with men. And God's about to give us some favor with men. God, listen, we've got favor with God. I said, we've got favor with God. But God said, I'm about to open up the windows of heaven and I'm about to give you favor with men, favor with fathers, favor with mothers, favor with families. I'm about to give you favor with men on the earth. Hmm? Hmm. I'm telling you, I got an expectation for it. 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 I got an expectation. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know who it's going to be. But we're going to be in Walmart. And God's going to draw 
cross to somebody. God's going to draw us to other people and they're going to draw being drawn to us. Why? Because I feel like God's about to give us some favor with men. Is anybody feel a spirit of expectation rising up in this house? My God, I feel the, I ate my Wheaties today. I'll tell you that, ladies and gentlemen. I ate my Wheaties today. Acts 2, 40, Acts, 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 47. Let's look at this. Praising God. Man, our church has done that, right? We're a praising church. Praising God and having favor with all the people. How I many know oh, God's going to give us some favor with some people? And then well, guess what happened? And the Lord added to their number. Come on it. Day by day. Oh, come on, somebody. Day by day. Oh, come on. Are you, are you hearing me? I feel, I believe God's about to loose a, a spirit of expectation and favor. And God's going to give us the right families in the right season at the right time. You know why some of you can't shout right now? Because you are scared what will happen when we get more. Hmm? Well, I might not get to do my song. Praise God. Maybe you won't. But I'll tell you what, we're going to go with you or without you. Come on, we're going we're gonna to grow with you or without you. It don't make me no difference because it's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. And we're not here to build a church. We're here to build the kingdom of God one soul at a time. And I am here to tell you right now that you better get your jealous attitude out of the way and understand God is making room. He said, Lighthouse, I'm going to enlarge your tent and I'm about to give you favor with people. And they're coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. God, come on, give up. You've got to... Oh, man. Day by day. Little by little. We may not have it tomorrow. We might not have it next week. We might not even get it all in six months old, but little by little, family by family, person by person, as we praise God, favor with Him and favor with man, we will slowly grow. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, there's more to Lighthouse than what you see tonight. Oh, there's more people in Lighthouse than what you see tonight. Come on, tell them, tell them like you mean it. There's more people in Lighthouse than what you see here tonight. Go to Acts chapter 5 and verse number 14 with me. Watch what it says here. And all the more the believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their number. We've got a promise. I said we've got a promise. When we do it right, when we're not jealous, when we don't have an attitude that we're it and we're all that in a bag of chips, God can start us to grow. Somebody needs to look at your neighbor and say, you got to make some room for some other families. It ain't about you, it's about the kingdom. Hmm? I believe that we've got to, listen, listen. Look at your neighbor and say, get an expectation for this church to grow. All right, listen to me. This is going to be a specific word for several of you, but this is for our body tonight. Expect God for supernatural power and miracles in and for and through your life. Listen, we serve a God that is not a natural God. He's a supernatural God. He can defy the laws of gravity. <laughs> huh? Listen to me now. Huh? He 
created, listen to me. Let, me. let me show you how supernatural our God is. Do you know that, that your eyeball, they have proven scientifically, I heard this this weekend, they have proven scientifically that your eyeball can never be recreated by human hands because it's got too many microorganism cells. Only a supernatural God could do that. And what we've done, listen to me. Listen to me. Three things have happened to Lighthouse. Number one, you're spoiled rotten. Okay? You've gotten spoiled. Because you've had great ministry coming here. You've had supernatural ministry coming here. And you are used to God moving. But, but let me tell you that. That does not exemplify you not coming to church with an expectation. Because somebody today needs another touch from God. Somebody. So get out of your spoiled rotten attitude and understand. You might have got a miracle yesterday. But somebody's needing and believing God for one today. You might have had God answer a prayer yesterday. But somebody's in need of one today. Number two, let me tell you, let me tell you what you've done. You've gotten lazy in his presence. You've gotten, I would say a better word is casual. Let me tell you something. I I know what the church means when they sing it. Oh, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I understand what we mean. It's a cool song. I get it. But I'm going to tell you right now, before he was ever your friend, he was your king. He was your Lord and He was your Savior. Don't tell me He's just your friend. You don't walk up to Jesus and go, dude. No, you walk up there and say, Oh God, You are holy, holy, holy. Angels stand around the throne of God every day, every hour saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord our God. He ain't your buddy. He's the King of the universe. He's the, come on somebody. He's not an average God and He sure just ain't my friend. Hmm? And number three that's that's happened to us is this. We stop expecting God to do it here. Let me me give you an example. It's just church. Oh, it's just James preaching today. It's just Rich preaching. It's just Tommy preaching. It's just my Uncle Tommy. No, 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 no. It's just Colton. It's just Seth. No, you're missing it. You're missing it. Because let me explain something to you. God preordained that sermon. That word, that man and woman of God in that pulpit to speak a word into your life. How dare us just say, well, it's just breezy. No, no, no. It's just James. No, no, no. That's the man of God right now that God has for us a voice that he's speaking. He's just the vessel, man. God's still using his mouth to get a word to you. You hear what I, I wish you'd hear what I'm saying. He's not just he's not just saying words. He's speaking from the throne room as a messenger from God. He's the pen as of a ready writer. Acts chapter 1-8. Listen to me. And they shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and the other most parts of the earth. I want to explain this to you right here, church. And I want you to hear me loud and clear. If the only place that you act spiritual is church, you got a problem. I know some of you speak in tongues at church. 
But I ain't never heard none of I ain't heard some of you speaking in tongues outside of church. Well, Brother Strong, it's just not about just me speaking in tongues. Okay, well, let's, all right, let's just scratch the tongues. I've seen you do a lot of witnessing in this church, but I ain't seen very many of you do much witnessing outside this church. Somebody next to you in Walmart at your job is on their way to hell and you are the only thing standing between them and God and them and the devil. I go to restaurants all the time. I always try to keep big bills on me, not $1 bills, 20s, 100s, 50s, because I'm going to tip somebody. And they're going to say, what in the world is this for? I'll tell you what it's for. I'm honored and privileged to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my Savior, and I just want to tell you that I'm a blessing in your life. And listen, you may not have very many blessings, but God sent me by today. Come on, it's a conversation starter, and it's also a seed. We got we to get some expectation. I'll never forget it. I was in, uh, I was in uh, Tampa, Florida. I was preaching in Spring, a little town called Spring Hill, Florida. We're eating a restaurant at a, what you call a Longhorn Steakhouse or whatever. We go to Longhorn. We're there that afternoon or Texas Roadhouse or whatever it is. And this young girl, man, she's working like a dog. She's pouring sweat. She's working. And I'm telling you right now, I had 30 bucks cash in my wallet. I whipped it out and I put it in her hand. And I want to say thank you for doing such an awesome job. She said, what in the world is this for? I said, listen, I'm doing a revival over here. Come on to this little assembly of God church and if you get on time tonight come on by and I'll show you exactly what it's for because I've got a God that'll answer your prayer and move for your needs come on somebody it's a conversation starter you gotta be willing to get some expectation and let me tell you what in the midst of expectation sometimes is rejection that's right the, the woman with the unjust judge come on now she knew what she wanted from God. She kept going back. The Bible said, I liken that woman to an unjust judge. She went back on day one and said, this is what I'm believing for. The judge said, no. She came back the next day and said, hey, God, I listen to me, judge. I'm needing a miracle. I need you to change your verdict. He said, no. She came back the next day. I need something from God. Finally, this, this crazy judge, after day after day after day, said these words. Please give the woman what she wants. She's got some expectation. Oh, oh man give her what she wants she's expecting me to do something so give her what she wants man James it's a word man it's, uh, get, 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 your, get your faith get your ex God, God can do anything you ask he's a supernatural God Watch it. I love Psalms 147 verse 4 and 5 I love this chapter right here this verse he said, and he telleth the number of the stars. He called them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power his understanding is. God has got enough power to plug in you and me and give an electric shock to this world and bring a spirit of revival. I don't care what those New Yorkers say. I know who my God is. They might have passed a bill, but they can't stop a prayer. Come on, somebody. They might have stopped a bill, but they can't. Come on. They might have wrote a bill, but they can't stop a fast. They might have done whatever they think they're going to do. But God's, come on, the devil's not going to take another Billy Graham. He's not going to. Come on. We got some watchmen on the wall with some expectation. In 24 hours, God can make that bill backfire. If my people, which are called by my name, we got to get some expectation. Oh, it's just church. You understand who you're praying to. 
the guy that numbers every star and knows every single name in all of the galaxy. I think one record says there's over 500 billion stars just in our galaxy. (laughs) And he's got enough power to name them all. He's got enough power, come on, to hang them in the sky. He's got enough power to know every last one of their names. If our God's got that much power, New York won't stand a prayer against saints of God. Come on, I I wish we had some expectation. All right, Lighthouse, this one is specifically for you. Are you ready? Number four, expect God to answer your prayers. Now, it's real easy, real easy to get lost in this one right here. What do we do when we've prayed and the opposite happened of what we like a lost loved one? I don't have all the answers for that. I don't have all the answers for that. But how do I know your prayer didn't keep him alive an extra 30 days? <laughs> huh? How do you know? That God didn't answer your prayers. I think we get stuck in this, this thing that, and and listen, and uh, I know we don't like to hear it, but I mean, is really is all of our faith as high as it can get for God to really hear what we're what we're asking? Do we have every ounce of bitterness out of our heart that when we pray, God hears us? Because I love, I know, I love it when preachers quote this scripture right here. They love to quote this verse. Our pastor's one of the best of them. Boy, he quote this upward, backwards, downward, sideways. And a, for verily I say unto you that whatsoever things, you, what, whatsoever you say out of this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse twenty five. Therefore I say unto you that whatsoever things you desire when you, or twenty four, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. You shall. How many of you quoted that that chapter? said that chapter out loud huh? but I'll tell you why nothing happened because you didn't read 25, 26 but when you pray if you have ought against any see you got the promise but you forgot the instruction to the promise huh? oh man we can quote that verse God's about to answer my prayer Woo! but you forgot to forgive me when I hurt your feelings. You forgot to forgive me when I didn't even do anything on purpose, but it still offended you. Oh, but I'm telling you, that's and then and then guess what happens? You get bitter at God because He's not answering your prayer, and God's saying, Look, man, my hands are tied. If you forgive somebody, I might answer your prayers. God's hands are tied. Listen to me when our hearts are involved. Because it's the most deceptive thing. Proverbs tells us your heart is the most deceptive organ in your spiritual man. You can think you forgive somebody. But just mention their name. And I can see within five minutes if you've really forgiven them or not. Because a little angry alfalfa hair starts coming up in the back. Huh? Your ears point out. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Your eyes change color. You're no longer James Johnson. You're the Tasmanian Devil James Johnson. Huh? Watch this now. 
Watch this now. I, 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 now I'm, I'm friends with James so I can do this. We're, we're watching the football game at members ministry. His wife's standing back here. And I watched one of his kids come up and go, Dad, Dad, she's mad at you. And guess what he did? She ain't the only one. Huh? 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 And as much love and affection as they have, come on, how many know they had a moment? The devil got in there and they had a moment. But how many know when they forgave each other the next day? Come on, somebody. That's what real love is. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what somebody does to you, you can get over it fast because your God kind of love won't stop you from having God answer your prayers. <laughs> 